0: My name is Abigail, and while you may not know me, you've probably heard of my grandfather, Joseph of Arimathea. When I was little, my family lived with my grandparents in Jerusalem. I loved living in Jerusalem, especially around Passover. It was my favorite time of the year. The streets were always so full of people that came in from all over the country. But I want to share with you one year in particular. The Passover that changed my life. It was the year I finally got to ask the four questions at Passover dinner. But even more important, it was because of Jesus. The streets were particularly crowded that year with people who had heard of Jesus and wanted to see him. I remember spending as much time with my grandfather as I could. He was an important man, but always made time for me. I loved him so much. He was so good and kind and wise. I remembered his smell and the sparkle in his eyes and his little smirk of a smile. This facial expression was a little way in which I knew, beyond a doubt, that he loved me, even when other adults were around. This year in particular, I spent a lot of time with him as it was my year to recite the four questions at Passover dinner. Grandfather spent time going over them with me. He knew I was nervous and that I didn't want to mess up. So with great patience, he went over it with me even more times than I needed. I just loved being around him. Our house was a place of excitement. It seemed like this year we got interrupted more than years past. My grandfather was an important member of the Jewish council. He was known as a good man. It seemed like he was so thoughtful, patient and loving, but also stern when he needed to be. I later knew that he was just, and it seemed like the whole world wanted his advice. He seemed to have the ability to rise above many of the petty arguments, and he was able to stand firm in his own integrity, knowing that if he acted and spoke according to what he knew was right, then he was living a righteous life. While I overheard a lot of what was being said, most of my concentration was on the four questions. This is the first question that I was to ask. I remember walking around the house saying it a million times. The question was, on all other nights, we either eat leaven or unleavened bread. On this night, why do we eat only unleavened matzah? The answer to the question is to remind us of the haste with which our ancestors left Egypt. This haste I knew to be quickness, immediate, busy, and without much planning or thinking about it. This is what it was like in our house that year. Haste was a good word. There were people knocking on the door, seeking my grandfather's thoughts, and keeping him up to date with the happenings around Jerusalem. It was busy. It seemed to be without planning. One person would show up, and before his tale was told, another person would show up with something else that happened it was really crazy and busy everyone seemed to be talking about this man jesus and his friends particularly lazarus whom they said jesus raised from the dead every time jesus name was mentioned my grandfather got that sparkle in his eyes and that slight smirk of a smile on his face. This was the same look that I saw when he looked at me. And I knew without a doubt that my grandfather loved this man, Jesus. But my grandfather was careful not to let anyone else know his thoughts on Jesus.
1: Jesus Lover of my soul man. Jesus, I will never let you go.
0: The second question I got to ask at Passover was, on all other nights, we eat all kinds of herbs. On this night, why only bitter herbs? The answer is to remind us of the bitterness of slavery. These words of bitterness and slavery were words that helped me remember the week as well. There were so many people that came and talked to my grandfather And many of them seemed to be angry and bitter. They had great contempt and venom for this man, Jesus. They seemed to hate him. They believed Jesus deserved death, even though so many of the things they were reporting were good and unbelievable things. After the ones who were so bitter left, I could hear my grandfather under his breath talk about their slavery to their position and status. They were so confined by their own need to be right that they could not see what Jesus did as good. While some of these miracles took place recently, many were rumors about the ones that he performed over the last three years that seemed to add to the feeling of hatred towards the man. While the men who came to our house came to talk with my grandfather, I couldn't help but overhear some of the things they were saying, like, and Jesus healed a crippled man who was that way from birth, on the Sabbath. Can you believe that, Joseph? On the Sabbath. My grandfather remained calm and would simply reply, "Mm, I can believe that. And I noticed the sparkle in his eyes. One of the stories that I heard was about a woman who was an unclean woman who had been that way for 18 years. The priest had pronounced her to be unclean and would not allow her to participate in any activities of the town. Even I knew that she was not to be touched. But I heard that she touched Jesus, just touched him. I remember this because the man was shouting about it. The woman was unclean Joseph, and she touched his garments. She touched him. This should not be allowed. My grandfather again remained calm and asked a simple question. Was she reexamined after she touched him? The man hesitated and with a puzzlement in his voice answered and said that, yeah, she had been examined. And then my grandfather asked another question. And what was the finding of this examination? The bitter man felt a bit defeated and slowly answered. She was pronounced clean and allowed to enter society once again. After the man gave his answer, he left. My grandfather waved me over. Grandfather, I asked, Isn't it good that this woman is declared clean again? With so much tenderness in his voice, he answered and said, Yes, my sweet Abigail, it is a very good thing. But, but grandfather, why was that man so bitter about it? Because, Abigail, he is enslaved to rules as he understands them. And doesn't understand love or mercy, that is why he is bitter. what What do you think about this grandfather? I asked, and you know I will never forget his answer. Abigail, I love this man Jesus.
1: Be still there is a healer. His love is deeper than the sea. His mercy is unfailing. His
0: Preparations had been made, and it was time to celebrate Passover, and my long awaited time had come. Hmm. It was my turn. I thought of it as my night. Honestly, I was thinking too much of myself and not being aware of what was going on outside my own world. Passover was my most favorite meal of the year, mainly because the whole family was there and no expense was spared. My grandparents had some money, although it was never on display, except when it came to feasts and festivals that were to honor what God had done in the life of his people. It was evident that that they had beyond average means. And then it was over. I had recited my four questions without a flaw. I could tell that Grandfather was so proud of me. Afterwards... My grandfather gave a speech about how expectant he was that the kingdom of God would come, how we were to wait and trust in God. It was a great Passover meal. My whole family was so relieved that this was a holy night and that our house remained quiet with no visitors coming to our door. We were able to reflect on this wonderful time and all that God has done with anticipation of what God would continue to do for those who would trust in him. And it seemed we all wanted to trust in God more this year. As we got up from the table, there was an urgent knock at the door. I felt like our moment of peace was over. It was Nicodemus who was at the door. I knew him well because he was one of my grandfather's best friends, and I always liked him. But there was something different. This time it was different. He seemed upset and most anxious to talk to my grandfather. I I overheard him say that the Roman soldiers were gathering to arrest Jesus and put him on trial. My grandfather had a quick word with my grandmother, and he put on his coat and left the house with a very concerned look on his face. There was a troubled heaviness that replaced the feelings of peace that were there just moments before. We were all uneasy and I was so confused and worried that something bad was happening. I always felt that my grandfather was able to rise above anything that might upset him but I wasn't sure this time. This time, I saw his face age before my eyes when Nicodemus came and told him the news. There was an uncertainty in the house that every one of us felt, even the servants. That night, I waited for my grandfather to come home. I kept waiting and watching. And pretty soon, it was only me and my grandmother left waiting. We really didn't talk much. The house was unusually quiet. It had a weight too big for any of us, and it just kept holding, holding us down. After a while, I asked my grandmother, "'Do you think grandfather is in trouble?' She replied, "'While I do think there's trouble, I can't believe that it has to do with your grandfather.'" I think he is concerned about what will happen to Jesus. Grandmother, do trials usually take place at night? No, my dear, they do not. This one seems urgent and rather hasty. But but grandfather seems to be the only one who likes Jesus. Your grandfather will do what is right. Let us go to bed. You can sleep with me tonight. Well, before we fell asleep, Grandma received a note from Grandfather sent by a servant. Please do not wait up for me. They have taken Jesus, and many of them want him crucified. I must see if I can help Jesus. He has done nothing wrong. Grandmother told me, your grandfather is a righteous man. He will not rest until he sees if he can help Jesus. May God bless them in this hour of trouble.
1: Here, the Savior say.
0: the third question that I got to ask that night. On all other nights, we do not dip our herbs even once. On this night, why do we dip them twice? The answer is, some say, to remind us of our coming and going from Egypt. I thought of this question when we got the news that Jesus was going to be crucified. Grandfather had not been able to prevent it, it seemed like it had only been a week or so that Jesus had come into my life. I liked the stories I heard about him, and I was excited to get to meet him. Oh, but now it seemed like he would be gone before I had a chance to meet him. In the morning, we received another message from Grandfather. Do not let anyone leave the house. I don't understand the madness that has come over this city. The same crowds that were shouting, Hosanna, are now shouting, crucify him. It saddens me to realize that the crowd is being stirred up by the priest. I have seen Jesus being beat beyond recognition, and I have heard they plan to march him off to Golgotha. Please pray my soul is so troubled. Again, I beg you, do not leave the house. I became scared and worried, and I felt like my heart had been dipped twice in something bitter. There have been so many people coming and going this week. So much haste, so much confusion for my young mind. It has taken me years to process. But there is one thing that I have come to know with certainty, and that is, Jesus was the Christ, and he died for my sins. I was so sad for my grandfather and Jesus. I knew my grandfather loved him. I felt lost. All the prayers that I had been taught about my soul being in a pit or in despair didn't make sense until that note from grandfather came. I was looking forward to being out of slavery. This is tied up with who I thought Jesus might be, more than a great man who did great things. This was my favorite question to ask. I loved the idea of freedom, and I loved the way Jesus moved with freedom. I love the idea of not being left behind and being included in the family of God, just like Jesus' healing of the woman restored her to the community. I love the idea of traveling from something bad to something as amazing as the Promised Land. But there I was, at the lowest point in my life. I love this idea of God's kingdom coming. But I had no idea how it could come now. Not with all this that was up in the air. Together, our family prayed for Jerusalem and grandfather. But, my, there was so much that I couldn't understand. This good man, Jesus, was going to die on a cross. I had only seen a cross once before, and that was at a good distance. I know that it's a painful way to die, and one that my grandfather did not approve of. Jesus has been nailed to the cross and will die soon. I have some business to attend to and will be home as soon as I can. Please pray for me. That is the note my grandfather sent to us just before lunch. Jesus was dying. Jesus would be dead. It was a little afternoon when the skies changed and darkness swept over Jerusalem unlike anything I'd ever seen in the daytime before. We all felt it an ominous sign. Our house was on edge and in prayer, wanting the light of God to come and shine on us. And yet this darkness loomed. It too reminded me of the darkness in the Exodus story. It was like a felt darkness. This wasn't the only odd thing that happened that day. The skies were dark, but also, There was an earthquake around three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I started crying again. I was so scared. All the strangeness of the day was too much to take. Every time I heard a thunderous clap or saw the flash of lightning, I thought, oh my gosh, the world was ending. in the darkness, I couldn't help but wonder where God was. I wonder if God saw how I felt and all the odd stuff that was going on. During this time, I couldn't help but think about the holy place in the temple, shielded by a veil that was thick, but that continued, contained the presence of God. Was God there? Would he ever come out of there and come into the world and see all the hurting and confused people? Well, in the days that followed, I heard that the veil had been torn from the top to the bottom in two, around the same time as the earthquake. I wish I had have known that at the time. It is a scene that I would have never been allowed to see, but it has played and replayed in my dreams. I always have wondered how it happened. Did this mean that God's presence is with us? or that it left us. It certainly felt like it was absent from our house. I felt like we were losing everything that we loved. I knew our lives would never be the same after this day. I thought of all happiness and joy was gone forever. A a heavy darkness would be the end of us all. After the earthquake, there was only silence in our house with the occasional sob of tears there was so much noise in my mind, but not in the house. I wanted peace, the same peace we had just the day before. I thought back to the last question I got to ask on Passover was on all other nights, we eat sometimes sitting and sometimes reclining. On this night, why do we all recline? The answer is to remind us of how free people relax. Grandfather discussed this one with me at great lengths. I believe my grandfather loved rest. He always took the Sabbath seriously. Not because of religion, but because he was so grateful that God gave him time to be still and be undisturbed in his worship and contemplation of things of God. He told me that this is opposite of how the pharaohs of the world worked. They wanted more work. God gave us rest. It helped, as he put it, untangle this week and set his heart right. Yes, rest was important for him. I believe this is why my grandfather went to Pilate to ask for Jesus' body, to lay it in his own personal tomb. This is why he and Nicodemus took the body of Jesus and wrapped his body in linen. He gave up so much so that Jesus, whom he loved, could be at rest. Maybe grandfather thought this would be a way in a way for Jesus soul to be relaxed. I had been to this tomb before both he and my grandmother loved it. It was in a beautiful garden and it did seem like a restful and relaxing place. There was even a big stone to block the entrance so no one could steal the bodies. Well, my grandfather had not been home since Nicodemus came and got him the night before. When he did return home, his face looked so troubled. The the sparkle in his eyes and the smirk of a smile, they were gone. And I could tell my grandfather had been crying. I could tell by his walk that it had been a long night and a long day. He looked so sad and defeated. After he gave us a brief account of the things that had gone on, he went to bed. I'm sure I heard tears from his room until at last he fell asleep. Before my grandfather went into his room, he had these final words for us. He told us that he gave up his tomb to bury Jesus this innocent, unjustly tried, and tragically executed man. He told us that, truly, Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. And his last words to the family before he went into his room and went to bed were, Jesus, God's Son, who died for our sins, is at rest, laid in our tomb, Feel tears falling down my cheeks and i couldn't help but wonder was it over was this the end Man of
2: we've all not done something right or good and I pray that in this time between now and Easter and I pray that as we sing this song we confess that we'll take a look at our own lives this weekend we're not taking communion today so that we can take it on Sunday, so that we can spend some time examining our own lives and commit our lives to Jesus in a fresh way and follow Jesus and allow him to be king of our lives. We can take this time to confess our sins to him while we sing. We, we know that we have done things that we shouldn't have done. We know that there are things that we were supposed to do that we didn't do. We've not loved God all the time with our whole heart, and we have not loved our neighbors as we love ourselves. These were the two greatest commandments Jesus gave, and we break these constantly. And because of this, we need Jesus' mercy in our lives. So I pray that we may sing this song, We Confess, and if you, if you don't know it, it's pretty catchy. And, but we're not going to finish the song. We will finish it on Easter. So if you guys would sing this song. Mm -hmm. Into. He is alive. Let us go from here and remember that and continue to confess our sin to him. And we will pick this song up on Easter Sunday. So you guys go in peace.